You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Hello, listeners, and thank you for joining us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. All right, ladies, um, I thought we'd address perhaps the temperament and the experience that a lot of us are being challenged with today. Um, we certainly are not, this is not going to be a, a discussion on judgment of what is right and wrong for anyone. Uh, today was a, a historic day. Um, with a change uh, from the Supreme Court in a ruling of uh, Roe versus Wade. We'll leave it at that. But what what is come down now with this uh, reversal in a decision is there's, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us who are concerned, um, there's grief, there's, there's sadness, there's anger, there's rage, there's uncertainty. And Again, we, I think we've said this in the past, if this was just one thing, you know, we, we weren't, we learned how to work through it and we, we come together, but this is just, again, another thing that we've been forced to endure and to face in these many couple of years that we've been having one thing after another of these, um, gosh, these, I keep using the word challenges, these experiences that really push us, you know, that, that really demand a lot of us. Some things you, you can ignore maybe, or, or maybe not invest your emotion into, and some things you can't. Some things just really rile you up or really affect you. So we thought maybe we'd discuss some of how we're going to handle it, what we can offer to the people that are really struggling, um, and look look at what has worked in the past and maybe what doesn't anymore, what needs to change with our behavior, our reactions and our uh, capacity to continue to hold a space of peace amidst the chaos. Yeah. Um, you know, we had just gone back from walking the dogs and I fired up the laptop and I, on the splash page, it, it said, I just said, oh God. And I, Chad was like, well, you know, what's, what's wrong? And I just said, I just need a moment. Just need a moment. And it was an interesting, so I read it and my initial initial was just, neutrality and then anger punched in and then I brought it back and I was able to be calm but anger kept trying to punch in and it would succeed and I would and when my thoughts were coming from a place of anger they didn't feel good they didn't feel satisfactory because you know theoretically at least might doesn't equal right my meeting something that upsets you with equal force or opposite force isn't going to solve it. It's just going to put the ball in your court for a little while, you know, and I think ultimately we want something beyond that. So, so for me, it's just really been getting to a place of honoring the fear that's coming up and then very firmly telling it, it does not have the control of the ship. You know, it's like, I get it. There's fear. I got it and put that to the side. And I can't say that I have an answer right now. I'm still actively processing. Um, and I had to 
get myself to look at the other side and, you know, because it's so easy to think the world from my perspective, uh, because of how I believe my personal beliefs on it, I could so easily feel like the divine feminine is under attack. Everything we did is, you know, there's no problem. I could easily go to a dystopian view of the world, but yet there are very good people in the world today who are having an amazing day because of what they believe, you know? So, and it's equally true for them. So it's kind of like, I'm still working on getting neutral and not demonizing the other side and knowing I don't know what this is in service to yet. We don't know what this is serving. Yeah. It, it could be a step to a wonderful thing. Yeah. I, I it, actually really believe that. I really do. I, I'm holding actually a space of neutrality and the information that I feel that is coming through is one of, okay, so this has been reversed, you know, Roe versus Wade has been reversed. And then it's bringing up a whole lot of, a whole lot of emotions for people that, you know, sit with that emotion, honor that feeling, validate it. Okay. This is what I'm feeling right now. Now, what do you choose? What do you choose to go beyond this point? Do you want to just sit there and be angry about it? Do you want to be sit there and think, you know, everything's going to hell in a handbasket? What do you choose to move forward with? And any of those choices is fine. If you want to sit there and feel like it's a hell in a handbasket, honor that feeling. Sit there and, 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 and be okay. You know, it's, it's okay. Whatever you choose is okay for that moment. But if you want to do something about it, how ask yourself how you can be more productive in a way that will foster something that you want to see. So the information that was coming through and how I'm feeling the energy needed to leave for something new to become in its place, something that's even better that we never even thought of that's going to be coming down the pipeline. And it's, it's fostering a movement of empowering people to say, no, this is my voice. This is where I'm standing up and saying no more enough is enough. So I think that's where, I think that's where we're at in the process right now. We're, we're building up to, to stand in our sovereignty and say, no more, this is broken and it needs to be fixed. And I think for me, what I'm getting is, is that something is coming that's going to be even greater than what the first original law was in place. That's very well said, Heather. I think maybe because I, I, I don't want to speak for both of you, but I imagine because you have done your work and, you know, we've had a couple of years through everything we've gone through and we've been growing and experiencing and expanding ourselves. I feel like it had this happened, you know, five years ago, I would have had a different reaction to it as I do today. Um, it's interesting as I'm finding neutrality in it, like Angela's talking about and hopefulness and faith, like Heather's talking about, but it's a, um, it really is uh, a balance within myself, almost a, a resistance. So when I read it I, from my heart, I just feel everything will be okay. I, I really don't feel anger come up. I don't feel worried about it, but my mind 
like Angela says, when the anger, the mind is demanding attention to it and it's bringing up all kinds of stuff to make me mad. And uh, my sister is just livid today. She's just livid. And, um, and then it kind of riles me up because I feel like I need to support her in her anger, but then I don't want the anger. And I really, my heart really feels fine with it. Not fine. Okay. Not fine with it. Cause that's like acceptance. My, my heart is just faithful in that, like what Heather says, but on a devil's advocate kind of version to it, if you don't have that rock bottom faith, like Heather's talking about that things are going to get better, that this is a clearing of some space to bring in something new. It's if you're going from the mind, it just seems like, well, what are you talking about, Heather? Things are being taken away, change and is happening and it keeps getting worse and worse the mind is not going to allow you to see that anything could possibly get better. And it just reminds me of when you do a, a new kitchen or your landscaping, right? It just is disastrous when you do it before it can get beautiful. It has to get so ugly. And then you, sometimes you say, why did I start this? This is a nightmare. You know, yeah. everything is so yeah. hideous and horrible, but if you're patient through it and if you build it to the specifications that you desire, it is going to be, beautiful and gorgeous and you'll, it'll be worth it. Well, and I think um, to use your examples, your goals throughout those re-landscaping or remodeling, is it to destroy the original version? Your goal is not to destroy the kitchen. You're building something new. It happens to destroy the old version and it happens to get ugly, but the ugliness is not in service of having destroyed the old way. It's like, no, you're building something new. And I think anger is a beautiful, but often underused tool. And I say underused because people don't take it all the way. They get angry and then they stay there instead of saying anger is a call to action. Where are my boundaries? Where are my core beliefs not being honored? Yeah. There, got it. Now put the anger, thank thank the anger for making it impossible to stay put and then go to love and wisdom and say, now, how do we co-create something that actually honors the true state of where I want to be? And so I think, you know, what I've been doing all day today is again, not demonizing the other side and not wishing I can't wait for them to be just, you know, they're, it's going to be their turn to have, no, they're come up and no. Because they felt like our side had to come up for decades. You know, it, it just never ends. So, and this is why I'm saying I don't know what the solution is yet, but I know that where I'm trying to, where I am putting my energy and my visualization is towards a future where people feel honored and respected and safe. Individuality. Yeah. yeah. And they feel safe. And so- I don't know what that looks like, but it's going to take both sides to create that. Otherwise, we're always going to have this ping-ponging back and forth. So for me, with the way my brain works, it's like, okay, well then, you know, I make sure that I vote. I make sure that mm-hmm. my money goes to causes that aren't militaristic about it, that but that are in alignment with what I want to see. So, you know, because I'm not a frontline person, I'm not going to be marching or doing anything like that. So I'm going to make sure that my energy and my money goes towards supporting the people who will and who carry that vision. So it's not a passive thing in the sense, but it is a patient thing for me. And it is, um, I have to make sure I'm not just stopping at anger because it feels good. 
Yeah. It be the solution, not the add to the problem. And that's what I also ask myself. I said, am I being the solution in this, in this, in this right now? You know, when you have issues that come up or, you know, there's a problem, how can I be, how can I be the solution? And just wait, sorry, just the next right step. If, If trying to be the solution feels overwhelming, then how can I contribute to the next right step? Right. You know, on the way to the solution. Right. But for the person that is stuck in anger mm-hmm. is just fed up, fed up with, and not just this situation, everything being divisive, everything yeah. is a this side or that side. And how does one have hope and faith that we're going to find a place down the middle when there is no place down the middle, it's either black or white. And how, how do, how do you help someone who is stuck in that? They're never going to agree. And I'm never going to see it on their side. I won't, so you know, there, there's the answer right there. Like everything's black and white. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything's black and white because you just said it was black and white. They're never going to change. Right. This is how it's going to be. So it starts with you. It starts with you. I, you know, I, I'm not saying you immediately have to start thinking it, it's it's all going to change. You know, Mary Poppins, everything, no. you know, everything's Pollyanna. It's not going to work. You know, that's putting the cart before the horse. But just realizing that your thought process is also black and white. There's your mirror. It's mirroring back to you what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So validating, okay, I am seeing black and white and it's mirroring back to me. Where in my life? am I black and white, you know, and just start small there. Like Angela said, start small. Yeah. And just be willing, being willing to see, okay, this is, I'm seeing it black and white. It's too painful to go into gray right now. It's just too painful. Then you honor that, but you know, yeah, that's not where you want to stay. I mean, it's been what a few hours since we found out, give yourself the day at least, you know, if this is really triggering you, Mm-hmm. be triggered today. Just don't let your reactions to other people, let your reactions be personal. Do not carry that out to anybody else right now, but feel it. You have to process it. And then slowly, when you feel you can start to play with the idea of there's someone that I'm sure I love and respect, who's just like me on the other side of the spectrum. And for them to try to come to my side would be painful and awful. And, you know, just like, you're not battling demons on the other side of the spectrum. They're humans as well, who have very good reasons for why they believe what they believe, just as we do. So when the way I do it is I start to play with, okay, if I was on that side, or if I came from another planet, and none of this meant anything, and I was observing today, you know, could I truly look at both sides and really listen to their story, and witness it, and not take it personally? And then, so, you know, when you can sort of divorce yourself from your own side, not to change your mind, but just to get out of the grip of fear and how personalized it is and all that, um, you can at least loosen up because if you're, and if that triggers you to think, can you see the other side of it? No, if you can't do, if you're not willing at least to try to do what you're demanding the other side do you're not going to get anywhere. So there's a choice to be made. And there's your black and white as well. Yeah. I don't want to make my a choice. So yeah. neither do they. It's like, what is this thing happening today going to be for you? How are you going to use this? Is this going to be 
just an, an exercise in learning not to be angry and getting on past it? Or is this going to be a tool to expand your heart? There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Um, you know, I really wanted to expand my heart. Doesn't mean I feel any less fear or anger at moments. And it, cause it really punches through and I'm able to bring it back to neutrality. But the goal is that I expand my wisdom and my capacity for compassion and understanding because otherwise I'm just sitting around angry and afraid. If I'm going to be doing that anyways, you know, I'm going to make it work for me. That empowers you too. Yeah. I smile because, you know, we certainly, we, we three understand each other and we are certainly feeling the same thing, but as if I stand outside myself, what does this sound like to someone who's mad? It makes them more mad, right? When, when you are in a state of you, you want someone to feel your anger and then someone's coming by and saying, right. You know, and I understand that. I understand that. I've been there. I I was wondering you know, when you, when you talk about finding that gray spot, again, using the devil's advocate, trying to help people from the other side, I'll go back to, you know, like in, in the past, if I've ever felt like I was going to give to understand something and maybe change my beliefs, then I felt, well, if I give here and I'm, and cause that's what I would see it as giving up or giving in, then, you know, what more am I going to lose? I feel like it's, it's a sacrifice and it could make cost me more. So how does one, how do, okay. How about this? How did either one of you, is there a belief that you held in place very strong that you wish to discuss that you are able to uh, change and adapt to a place where you're comfortable now? You mean kind of going from one side to the other? Absolutely. And how, you know, that you could, I'm going to be honest. I'll tell you one, if you want me to go first while you're thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. And and again, the reason I discuss it is because, well, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but, but it's, but I want people to understand that it can happen and why it happened and how personally I did it. So when the first um, um, same sex marriage came down back in, you know, early 2000s or what have you, I did not support it. I'm going to, I'm just being honest. Okay. Um, I had uh, gay couples that we knew of and what have you, and I love them dearly, but my belief system, even though I was no longer going to church, um, it was pretty strong. And I, I just kind of fell into that. No, because if we do that, we're going to do X, Y, Z. And I had some crazy thoughts of what X, Y, Z was. I don't care to share those. And then it, it it did uh, it did not pass, I believe, the first time. And then when it came up again, that was a couple years later. I had had discussions with my children. I had been exposed to some different things, and I I started thinking, you know, these these couples these couples just want a piece of paper to recognize that they are legally together. What? What, why would I be against that? You know, how many people do you see that are uh, heterosexual that are extremely unhappy and they can go get married anytime they want? They don't even want to be married and they use divorce like, you know, any little I'm like an eraser. I'm married, right. I'm not exactly. And it's so sacred to these, these people who are literally denied. And I thought, where, where's, your, where's your fight? Where is it? 
Yeah. What, what is it that you don't want? And when I broke it down and I understood what it was they were trying to get and then how that was no different than women's rights being uh, limited or people of color being like, whatever the case, it was all the same thing. We were saying some people get to, some people don't. And I didn't like that. And I really went to my core that that's not who I stand for. That's not who I am. And so when the second time came around, of course, I voted for her. I changed yeah. and I didn't change because I got shamed into it or because, uh, you know, I picked one side or the other. I changed because I broke it down and understood. I put like Angela was saying, I went to that place of what be on the other side. What, what if I was that person? What if my child was that person and was just looking to, you know, to find a marriage to be um, legal for them, yeah. you know, or with friends that we knew of. And it just, I, it just shattered all those old, again, those, those ideologies that weren't even mine in the first place, yeah. but I was holding on to them because, you know, I thought they were the right way to think. So I, my only advice would be if this situation, and again, it, it's tough because there's some stuff we don't want to change on, right? There's some stuff we're just, we're just, we really believe it's the right way to be. And I understand that very, very much, but I'm not, we're not saying anyone should ever change, but is there a place in there where you can still have your beliefs, but have compassion for why the other side thinks the way they do and maybe get to that place where you're not moved one way or the other, you know, where yeah. you're not angry, you're just accepting of it. And then if you're a pro it, I guess you're happy. If you're not, then you, like Angela said, you find a way how to get the change you want, how to work through it, how to support it. Yeah, I think... Um, and I do have an example that I'll give in a moment, but, you know, there are certain core beliefs that are not going to change. You cannot say anything to me. You could put Jesus in front of me saying women are not equal to men. And I'd be like, that's adorable. But I think we part ways here. You know, it's like, this is not, you, there's just, there, it, no, uh, this is, I believe in equality. <laughs> it just, everything just flew out of my head. Um, so when the, there, there's just certain things that those core beliefs are not going to change. And so having compassion for the other side does not, will never mean I will think being a woman is a second class citizen and therefore not entitled to my own rights. And I can have as much compassion for the other side as I can muster. I can be freaking Quan Yin about it. You are, it's not, that doesn't equate to my core beliefs switching. It just means that as I work towards a solution, I am not plagued and riddled with anger and ruminating about revenge and where everything has gone wrong and always goes wrong. I'm free of that. So I can really look towards helping co-create a solution. That's a solution and not a get back not a let's push them down so it'll take them decades to recover and we can be in peace until then. It's like, no, it, it, it's, it's truly coming to a, a solution, a place of a middle ground. For my example, Trump, when Trump was elected, because <laughs> uh, I'm very much middle of the road now. I, I don't um, equate myself to I think in any other part of the country, you would call me a liberal, but in California, you'd probably call me a conservative because I'm just more middle of the road now. When Trump was elected that night, when I realized what was happening, I basically had, I guess, what is a breakdown? I got into bed. I pulled the sheets over my head. 
I don't even think I washed my face, which to most people means nothing. But for those of you who know me, yeah, there's maybe only six times in my life. I had food poisoning a few months ago. It took me an hour, but I got my face washed. (laughs) So, you know, I crawled into bed and I literally, I put the sheets over my head. Chad came in and I was like, I can't, I couldn't think. I couldn't let myself think. My body hurt. I was containing so much like anger. Um, and just his voice would trigger me, right? Oh, God. Okay. So, um, flash forward to maybe a year later and I got to see the beauty of his election. I still don't believe in him, but the fact that he was doing everything that politicians have always done, but in such a bald face, like no finesse way, it Mm -hmm. forced everybody to see the crap both sides have been doing all this time. So it's like, I was like, that's the purpose of his presidency. It's blowing open the polished veneer that was used to get away with a lot of shit. So, and I remember sitting in the living room with my parents and my husband and saying, you know, um, I don't, would never vote for him, but I do see the value of it. And uh, I mean, just... The tension in the room. Um, so it was, it was a real, and since then, Chad has, has come to be like, yeah, I see how that can be used. Well, how he that, said you wanted to drain the swamp. Guess who was the middle of the swamp? You know what I mean? Like I he actually did. He, he, he made everything come to light. Oh, it didn't yeah. fix anything. Mm-hmm. We sure as hell see what's because going it's on. Still, it's still coming up to be processed. Yeah. It's going to take a while. Yeah. So that was a tremendous gift. And that's what I'm sort of using today. Even it's like, to go from literally having a breakdown one night to be like, you know, still wouldn't vote for him, but I can see the value. I don't know what the value will be. I mean, maybe it's that, do we need a Supreme Court? Maybe it's that states need to have their own rights. Maybe it's that people need to speak up finally and say, no, this is what we believe. I don't know, but I'm willing to hold the space that something wisdom of wisdom and love-based can come from this. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. That's, that's a doozy. Congratulations <laughs> to where you are. Yeah. My parents are finally, <laughs> finally talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Heather, you got something for us. You know, it, I'm trying to rack my brain over something and I can't really think of, I, I know I would get triggered when it had to do during the pandemic and the Trump, everything Trump, but it was more at the people's reactions or people getting, I think it would have to be for people getting triggered and actually being spun themselves. And I'm like, you're being spun. Like, hello, you are being weaponized. Wake up. (laughs) Yeah. But now I'm just like, now it's coming. Everybody's like, oh, they're just weaponizing us. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you yes. are. Thank you. <laughs> Said that a year ago, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really interesting idea. Thanks. And so I, I think it was just that when I see people's reactions or like, especially like when my bro- my brother used to talk, 
and oh. it would just get him so upset. And I'm like, why are you letting them affect you in the way that you are? And, you know, and we go on these little tangents of like, Hey, your word is your weapon, you know, your wand, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm just like, okay. <laughs> just like, yeah. you know what? I honor wherever you're at and it's okay. You know, yeah. there's a, a story that I will now butcher in telling. Um, <laughs> So I shall now ruin this story for everyone. Um, it's like this Chinese fable or whatever. And it talks about how there was this farmer. It's a very poor farmer. And then one day, um, a horse, this beautiful horse out of nowhere came. And um, everybody was like, you are so lucky. This is amazing. And he's like, we'll see. And the next day, his oldest son, the one who helped him out on the farm, um, was trying to break the horse and he fell off and he broke his leg. And everybody in the village said, oh, my God, you're so unlucky. And he said, we'll see. The next day, um, the emperor's armies came through conscripting all the able-bodied sons. And because his son had a broken leg, he didn't get chosen. He didn't get forced to go. And the villagers said, you're so lucky. And the farmer said, we'll see. And so you just, you don't know. You never know. So that, and, and that, those words actually popped into my mind when I could calm down enough. And I thought, we'll see. Let's see what, what this brings. And again, that's not a call to passivity. Mm-hmm. It's just a call to holding space mm-hmm. for the next right step. What not do you want next... to see? What do you want to feel? Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think that's really important right now because we're at a, precipice where it could go either way i I really feel that way i feel like there are there are us like i am you know like when we finally calm down and we hold the bandwidth of you know neutral neutrality and being like this is what we want to see and but also there's the conscious collective where it could go one way or another just like i had choices this morning where i could go one way or another so i think I think the same is playing out in the collective. And that's why it's so important for you to get right within first. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts so early in life, how we are not given the skills to work through adversity and to understand um, the difference of opinion. Um, from the beginning, you know, obviously we're taught from our parents and, and school and church, right and wrong. And the people who are on the opposite side are adversaries, you know, um, there's no bridge when, you know, at least in the 1900s, just, you weren't friends with people for the most part who thought differently than you, you, your, your clan was small and like-minded people. And, and we see that with history, then we ban people who are different from us or who think differently than us. And our generation and of course our parents' generation that are even older, you know, these, there's a lot to have to heal and, and work through. And I, I don't want to use the word change, but change is, is pretty necessary in ourselves in order to completely see things in a different way. And um, I have that discussion with my young adult children all the time because sometimes they're so appalled at people, you know, my age, our age, the way they think, and they can't even understand why they're so close-minded and they're so stubborn. And, and I try to explain that, it's just decades upon decades of ideologies being 
placed upon you and we accepting them and living that way. And the world is changing so rapidly and they, they can't understand how we see things so differently. And it's not just technology. You know, it's one thing to go from a rotary phone to now you can talk in your watch. I mean, that alone is crazy. Seeing each other is crazy. It's not just Jetsons. It's also what's changing with pronouns and, and, and identities and, um, you know, how we see animals, vegetarian, veganism, it's just all so different. And it's sometimes it's hard to accept so much because our minds, our habits, our beliefs are so entrenched of trying to hold on to what, what we know. And the older we get, the harder it is to let go, right? And, and yeah. embrace something new. But for these young people, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if this rocks them the way it would rock you know, our world and seeing this change. My son was really not rocked with it at all. He's a male, of course, um, but he's seeing it a different way. He brings, <laughs> I don't know that I care to really, anyway, he just, he just sees as, this as something that is no different than what he sees going on already. So his perspective is completely, it's just bigger. It's not isolated. And it just, we, I can't relate to it and he can't relate to mine. And so on top of the fact that we have our own disagreements with each other in right and wrong, black and white, our, our generation gap is, it seems extreme. And, and I'm sure in the yeah. past, they always said that, you know, when Elvis came twerking around or, you know, the, the first rock and roll, everything that, you know, the older generation would be like aghast, you know, but mm -hmm. the, there is so much change. There is so much being put upon us to adapt to, um, is it possible? Is it possible to, to be able to get fluid enough where you still have your identity and you even know what you support? Or do you just, or do you just give up and just say, whatever, I don't care. Like, it's kind of like, where do you want to go to dinner? I don't care. Just feed me. You know I mean, I think uh, it's both. I think there's yeah. some days where I'm like, I cannot eye roll any harder over <laughs> another letter, right? <laughs> another freaking letter. But on the days where I'm feeling oh more centered and compassionate, <laughs> I can get it because, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, women's rights has always been important to me. And that's fortunately, aside from today, something that people sort of take for given, of course, women should have rights. So why not an extra letter at the end of this string? You know, it's like, I, I get it. It's, it's people were in the age where people need to be heard because before they can listen, they need to have been heard. So we've got a bunch of people who need to be heard. Um, that doesn't mean I'm always going to be in the mood for it, but yeah. thank God somebody else will be in the mood. And that's and why it, I think we have to be compassionate. And everybody's woundings coming up right now, the feminine wounding mm -hmm. and the masculine wounding. Mm -hmm. So feminine woundings being triggered by the masculine wounding, and it just needs to bubble to the surface. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You know, it is, it is just not easy being a human sometimes. And I mean, I'm grateful. I really am grateful that I've had the experience and the work I've done to be in this place because I, I can only imagine the suffering I'd be having if it was, you know, um, now I, I don't, I used to say five years. Now I can even go further seven years and, and, and earlier, I was a different person. I thought differently. Mm -hmm. I would, I, I would have been carrying so much anger because it would have been fear-based. Oh, yeah. It would have been principles. It would have been 
there's one way only. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful. I don't think that way anymore. Um, and, but I feel for everyone who, who hasn't got to that point yet, because yeah. I know, I know what it's like to marinate in the anger and to be so scared. Like, okay, now what this whole, forget it. This it's over, you know, yeah. it can only get worse. Um, and that's the work. That's a, unfortunately yeah. you can't do it for anybody else. If we had yeah. known each other seven True. years ago, I couldn't yeah. have been like, well, first of all, I would have been right there with you, but if let's say, you know, helping someone now, right. um, you, you, yeah. it's like sobriety. It has to be the person who makes the decision yeah. to heal. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. And, and so yeah. we all have to choose to heal ourselves. We can help each other, yeah. but the ultimate choice is ourselves. And that's the only way the world changes because mm-hmm. the world is a reflection of your inner self. And if your inner self says, no, everybody should have the right to their own body and I'm just going to quash the other side. Well, you, you know, as much as I support everybody has the right to their own body, if you're putting in that and it has to be met by force, that's what the world is going to reflect to you. And it is, this is the world in that template. So I think it's time to change the inner pattern so that the outer template looks different. True, because when we continue to resist it, we feed it. And we give yeah. it more power, right? What uh, we resist exists. Or how is that again, Heather? What, what? you resist exists. Pers- persists. Oh, persists. Persists. Yeah. That's what it is, right? So maybe just, I would just say to anyone, experiment. Give a little. Yeah. See what you, how, how it feels. Give love. Every time you feel that, just a little dab, just a little dab. Um, and you're not giving up everything. And just work with that. Expand. It really, it's about expansion. Every day, it's like stretching. It's like yoga. It's like a a rubber band, right? It's you a stretch yourself, right? A little bit every day, yeah. you know, just to get that much more understanding, compassion. And we, we guarantee you from our own experiences, it equals peace and freedom to yourself. Yeah. You know it, that, and that's the goal. Yeah. And I trust your divine core self to get you where you need to be going your team. I trust that where we need to go. Yeah. And so trust mine. You know, I trust yours. So you need to trust mine and everybody needs to trust each other. Um, Yeah. All right, listeners. This was quite the topic to talk about today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the three intuitive healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the three intuitive healers podcast show. Remember when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.